Welcome to the sweetest little life where we are connecting the mind, body, and soul for women in business. This podcast is all about releasing the light in you and becoming the divine inner goddess that you were destined to be. I'm Courtney Hansen, and I'm your host, author, influencer, and coach. And I am so excited to hang with you for the next 30 minutes. So sit back, relax, and let's dive in. So excited to have you on the show today. Oh, yeah. I'm really, really excited. Thank you so, so much for having me. Yes. How are you? I'm definitely doing really, really good. Thanks. How are you? How are you? I'm good. Okay. So we are just going to dive right in. Could you tell me your story? Because when I first ran across your Instagram, I was just blown away. (laughs) You are amazing. And the world needs to hear your story. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was about, well, this past May was the 10 year anniversary of the accident. Um, what happened is so I, I'll start at the beginning kind of like with my love story. I'll try and like minimize it down a little bit for you, <laughs> but it's a long one. Um, so I went to college at a college called East Carolina and I'm from Virginia and I was at a party one night and I see this dude and Turns out he kind of has like a girlfriend and I'm actually interested in his cousin. <laughs> but at the party, I'm like, hey, want to learn to salsa dance? And he's like, sure. And me and him, Chris, become like best friends. And then slowly that turned into a friendship. And it was weird because we realized, hey, we're both from Virginia Beach, like the same city. And we met in North Carolina. Um, so, yeah, we we had a very, very fast, awesome like beginning to our love story and it was like the first boyfriend I ever had the first relationship I ever had and it started at 19 and so this is the person who proposed to me and so I'm gonna I got like engaged to my first boyfriend you know um and so I was engaged and everything was falling into place like we had just graduated college we like were really lucky to both have full-time jobs so early out of college had a house had literally a picket fence and a yellow lab dog, like everything was perfect. Um, And in May of 2010, we had our bachelor and bachelorette parties. Um, I was going back to Virginia Beach for mine to hang out with my girlfriends. And so we went out on the town, obviously, and had a good time. But at the end of the night, we kind of like got tired and our feet hurt. So we went back to my friend's house and we decided it'd be fun to go for a swim. And I remember just going upstairs and putting on my bathing suit, coming downstairs, and I was just standing on the side of the pool, hesitated because, like, it's May. It's not super warm yet. Right. And I was like, it's going to be cold. I'm scared to go in. And just it was playful gesture. But um, one of my friends came up behind me and kind of, like, pushed me in my upper back. And I went forward. And just my natural reaction was to, like, dive to avoid an awkward fall. And it happened to be in the shallow end. I hit my head on the bottom and just the angle of it, it was very, very sudden. I ended up breaking my neck. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know at the time that's exactly what happened. But I did know that all the feeling and the movement in my body had left. And my friends like helped me up, you know, to the surface of the water. And very shortly after the EMS came. Oh my gosh. So did you know at that point that something wasn't right? Oh yeah. So like 
a lot of people when they have these accidents of course you have like the hope that it's some temporary like shock or something right um, not permanent um but there was something very permanent feeling about it I didn't know in that moment I'm not like okay you break your neck you have a spinal cord injury you become paralyzed I couldn't like put all those lines together um but it did feel pretty permanent to the point where when the EMS got there I said I literally said I was like I I was like don't beat around the bush but how many people do you see walk away from something like this and she was like in 30 years I've seen one person and so it was like and then I asked I was like will I still be able to have kids and she said yes so it's like in that it's still on the side of the pool I'm like thinking about that stuff I'm 24 I'm getting married in a couple weeks and I'm like am I gonna be able to have kids and so um it was very real at that point oh I could not even I can't even wrap my mind around it it's so crazy that in a blink of an eye everything can change yeah literally I have the picture of like me I've, I mean I have a million pictures of me at my bachelorette party many of them standing by the before I was pushed but like at the beginning of the night we took all our like pretty dress pictures like right in front of like where it happened um and coincidentally I was a lifeguard at the time so were two of the girls there and it's like you know better but at the same time it's how many like I, if you ask anyone in the world right now have they ever either been pushed or pushed somebody into a pool they probably have you know so, yeah, but luckily, at least my friend was, like, aware enough to get me, you know, out of the water. Right. Yeah. Now, was your, your wedding, obviously, was postponed? Yeah. So, people were talking about us having it, like, in the hospital and just, like, getting it done. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Huge, like, wedding planned. And, like, it was, like, supposed to be, I mean, it was perfect. It was going to be in Virginia Beach by the water. And obviously the invitations at that point have gone out, you know, everything's paid for when, you know, you have a couple weeks left to go, but I didn't want to just kind of like rush some hospital wedding. I really wanted to wait. And unfortunately it's not just that you're waiting for like to be better physically, but you're also waiting to figure out benefits. Like I could go on forever about that and that's boring stuff, but like, am I going to be able to get like health, like, you know, health insurance or disability benefits if I get married? And that's a very real question for people. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of it, that side of it. That's huge. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so when the wedding actually happened, did you were you in did you get to wear your same dress? Like, what was that experience like for you? Oh, yeah, I got so the dress is actually a funny story and a good question. So um, so I, I got this dress and I loved it. And my mom had like, wanted to be the one to pay for it. And she was like, I mean, so it was like a really important dress to me, you know, so I, we tried to put it on me. I were one day at my grandma's house and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and I'll explain more about like what my function actually is, but basically I don't have a lot of core strength. So I can't just like sit on a bed, like without a back, something to lean on. So I'm like trying to hold myself up and they put the dress like over my head, but it's hard. I mean, it's hard for anyone to get in a wedding dress. So it was like not working out at all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, just visualizing the whole no, it's Like my mom like wishes more than anything we had it on video. Like it's basically the corset part like over my head and we like can't bring it down anymore. <laughs> so, but what we ended up doing was that since it is like a, it was like a corset back, so it tied. So what we did was cut it from the bottom of the corset all the way down. So literally the dress could like open up 
And the way I ended up getting into my dress was like lying flat on the bed on my stomach, like putting my like boobs in the correct place. And they just laced me up and I sat on the dress and it was just cut, but it doesn't matter because you're sitting down, you know? So that's how we did it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so what were your thoughts when you were in that moment on the actual, when you first got to the hospital, like what went through your mind? Like, what were you, were you devastated? Were you like, I'm going to get through this? Like what was going through your mind at that time? Well, it was kind of like a fight or flight thing. It was like my natural reaction in all things is to like try and hold it together. And that's not always the best thing in the world because eventually you'll like kind of burst. But I was really trying to hold it together, but not just for me, like my parents are there. Um, Chris was off camping with his dad. So, I, you know, and that's a whole that's another story. They were like, where's Chris camping? And I was like, I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> like, I no. Yeah, I was like, I didn't exactly be like, like, I wasn't like, what forest and what town? Like, I don't care. I don't care where they go. You know, I didn't think about it. So, <laughs> you know, and they don't have any cell phone service because they're in the middle of the woods. So th- that was a whole other thing. We're all trying to find Chris. And we eventually did. But I mean, I'm trying to, there's so many things going on like that. You know what I mean? Like, that is so hard to think about, like, the big stuff, like your future. You know, like, I, it really wasn't crossing my mind, like, what the next day and the next day and the next day was going to be like. It was just... I don't know how to describe it. You're just like in that exact moment. And I just didn't want to like break down in front of my family either. I was trying to be strong for them. Right. So let's fast forward a little bit. Tell me about what you did with your situation. And because you are just so kick ass. I am like beside myself when I watch you because the way that you persevere and your attitude and just how you come at life is so inspiring like I am just I'm beside myself like it's just amazing like I don't know that if I was in that situation I could do what you did you've written a book you help women all over like you are just amazing so could you dive into that a little bit for me yeah for sure I mean if someone had asked me pre-entry like what would you do if you were a quadriplegic you know I technically am a quadriplegic I, I as far as my function goes I'm paralyzed from the chest down and I have paralyzed hands so it's very hard to describe that to people because I can still do things um, and my arms are still strong, but I am technically a quadriplegic. So if someone had told me, hey, what would you do if you were a quadriplegic? I'd be like, I wouldn't, I might say that I might not have wanted to live. Like, I don't know what I would have said before, but I certainly wouldn't have thought that it would have turned out like this, you know? So, so not that I want to have a spinal cord injury, but it's like, it's workable. You know what I mean? Like I have a fun, you know, fun, fulfilling life and I, would not have known that before. So um, yeah, like I had the injury and I actually had this crazy story, which, you know, was picked up by the media. And I'm fully aware that like, had it been like a, a common accident that people may have never known my story, like, I don't know. But because it was quite a story, I was able to reach so many people and I wanted to do something with that. And like, while I don't necessarily believe everything happens for a reason, I mean, I think we all have control of our lives. I think you can give something a purpose and give something a reason. And that's just only my personal belief. And so when this happened, I was like, I'm going to do something good with this. I've been given this platform, which not everybody has, and I should use my voice for good. And so I've been really outspoken about a spinal cord injury cure I've been really, really big into body positivity and talking about disability and sexuality, which is something that people are very 
unaware of and curious about, and there's not a lot of um, imagery out there for even other people with spinal cord injuries, like women, they don't get to see themselves, you know, anyone like them in a magazine or anything like that. So that's been a huge platform of mine as well. So that's what I've been really trying to do is just kind of break stereotypes and just live my life and show people that that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And speaking on the sexual part, yeah, now has a beautiful daughter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we I do have a beautiful daughter. So it's kind of in our situation, not related to sex because we did surrogacy. <laughs> um, but the only reason we did it is because of the medicine I'm on. So I don't want people to think that someone who's paralyzed, I think a lot of people think, well, first off, they probably don't think that people who have paralysis can even have sex, nonetheless be pregnant, but they can do both. Just for me, I was on a lot of medicine, like for very, very, very low blood pressure and for a lot of pain and things like that. And we just didn't feel it was safe. So we did go the surrogacy route. The very cool story about that is that I did a blog about wanting to do um, surrogacy. And out of nowhere, this girl from college messaged me and on Facebook and was like, she was friends with me and Chris, but for a short amount of time, lived in North Carolina and she offered to do it for us for free. What? One of our best, best friends. Yeah. <laughs> what a miracle. I know. So... I mean, you know, on Facebook, I went to college in 2004, and that's, like, when Facebook started, when, you know, it could only be college kids, so you're, like, friending all of your classmates and everything, and I'm not, like, necessarily going through that and, like, deleting old friends from college, so she was seeing everything, you know, I was posting, and so she reached out. That is amazing. Oh, my gosh. I Yeah, I had no idea your daughter was surrogate. Yeah, so, yeah, she is. We did IVF, and we had four really, really healthy embryos. And they asked us if we wanted to like know the sex or because we were like, well, if this is our only opportunity to possibly have a child, we want to might have the opportunity to like at least discuss if we wanted to choose between a boy or a girl. And so I called like, you have four embryos, they're all the same sex, do you want to know? And I was like, well, I guess not. If they're all the same sex, I don't have a choice. (laughs) So they're all girls. You were destined to have a girl. Yes, and I wanted a girl more than anything in the world. I mean, I would have been fine, obviously, but, like, I really wanted a girl. And me and her are, like, tight. Like, she's my little best buddy. She is so stinking cute. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so tell us about your book. Yeah, so it's called The Promise. It's got a long subtitle, but um, it's The Promise by Rachel Chapman. And it really goes into my story like back before anyone knew who I was. So I wanted to kind of lay out my life and talk about my childhood and why I am the way I am and the relationship with me and my mom, because my mom helps me out with a lot of stuff too. And obviously the accident. And with that, it really highlighted the fact that the four of us, um, who will five of us, four of them and one of me kind of really stuck together. And we promise, or I promise for sure, never say her name. Um, especially after the media, like when I hit the media scene, everybody was like, you know, comment sections, how awful they are. Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. They were awful and they were brutal to her. I mean, really sick stuff. And unfortunately she would read and read and read all of them, even though we told her not to read them. Um, but, um, so if I said her name, that would have been like awful. Um, I even said no to Oprah cause Oprah wanted her name and wanted her on stage. So that is insane. It's and it's so hard to not read or not kn- want to know what people are oh, yeah. saying. And people are just br- like they're so mean. 
Yeah, I mean, I read them, but I think I I wasn't in like any mental negative state when I was reading them. And I mean, I know what the truth is, and we would laugh at some of some of them. My grandma was funny. We like my mom was like reading her all these comments, and grandma's like, "Where are the mean ones? I want to hear one of the mean ones." <laughs> oh no, that's amazing. It's mean. She was just curious, and it was funny. And like people said some weird stuff, but like some sometimes we literally laugh about some of these comments. They are still some of them we still remember like nine years later and it's not it's not funny that people are that cruel but like you gotta just laugh i mean or you know what i mean so we just kind of let those roll off our back and we know that like 97 percent of the comments at least towards me were really really positive so oh man yeah that is that is amazing Mm -hmm. so when did your book come out um that came out in 2013 so it was before i had kaylee and so I definitely am possibly thinking of maybe doing something um, that's either a children's book or just like a continuation of my story um, as, as a mother, because actually I got backlash, not in the beginning at all, but when I did decide to become a mother, it was all over the comments that I couldn't be a mother. Like that was just negligent for me to have a child and all of this stuff. So those comments they didn't hurt me personally, but it made me angry that people felt that way about mothers and chairs in general. So it wasn't like my feelings were hurt, but it was annoying and pissed me off that there was that stereotype in the first place. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even understand how that stereotype would come into play. Yeah. And you're yeah. a kick-ass mama bear. No, thank you. I love you. all your guys' adventures. Yeah, we like she is yeah it's like nothing holds you back it's amazing I'm like I watch all that you do and I'm like there is not a thing that you don't do yeah well on YouTube if people like search me I I don't know if I saved it on my playlist or not I'm sure I did but I the Today Show had me on a couple times and for one of those times I went skydiving so that was fun (laughs) are you serious yeah so what's that experience like because you said from the neck down you can't feel anything right well, the chest down. Chest down so okay. like, yeah. So like I have, if I were to explain my function, I do not have feeling or movement from the chest down. And I, like I said, have paralyzed fingers, um, but I have my wrist working. So over the phone, I'll try my best to explain how I pick stuff up. So like if you were to dangle, if your listeners even could try this, but like if you were like dangle your fingers forward and like your, your hand is hanging okay. and then you bring your wrist up and bring your hand back, like your fingers will naturally bend. So that's basically what my hand does when I pull my wrist back. So I have an extremely strong wrist and it allows me to put my fingers around my phone, put my wrist back and it'll give me a little bit of grip. And so that's how I do a lot of the things that I do. Um, So yeah. That is crazy. So so with the skydiving, were you like terrified? I'm scared of heights. I would have died. Well, I wasn't terrified at all. Like none of me was freaking out until the, the door opens and I am not afraid of heights. I was like super stoked and it was still super intimidating to watch people like fall out of the plane. Like, woo, like they're just falling out of the plane and like can't even see the ground. And I'm like, all right, well, we're at here at this point. I guess I got to go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now, did you, and were you like camera. on someone's back? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, um, yes, you're in front of them. So they're, yeah, they're on your back. And the guy that I went with was, um, it, it was in the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, which is like a big military area. And so he had a lot of experience with wounded warriors specifically. And he even took like George Bush senior skydiving. So he had 
a lot of experience with that. And he had a special harness that basically lifted your knees up for landing because my legs would just like otherwise just kind of be there and they would hit the ground first. So what would you tell us on the form of just perseverance and mindset? Because you have been so incredible at not letting a situation deter who you are, what you do, how your life is spent. And so what goes through your mind and like, how do you just push through every day? Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, I have two things that I really focus on. One of them is humor. I mean, we make fun of everything. I make fun of my own situation sometimes and just like to make people laugh. I like to make myself laugh and my family laugh. And that's a big part of my personality. But also, I allow myself to have those bad days because obviously I'm human and I want people to realize that it's okay to have those bad days. And then if you don't allow yourself to do that, you'll totally burst. So, but what I try to do is like let myself have that pity party. But then my head hits the pillow and I wake up the next morning. It's a new day and I have a, you know, I start from scratch and it's a good day. You start the day off as good. And yes. I choose to like, you know, kind of live my life and realize that I'm super, super lucky to have, you know, what I do have and everything. Absolutely. And so do you do like a gratitude list daily or is it just something you kind of just are constant in your mind? Um, It's really in my mind a lot because it's in front of me so much. Like I just have the best marriage. I have the best kid. I have the best mom, you know, and the best family. And it's really all that anyone truly, really needs. And so I just know that. And I remind myself of that whenever I'm feeling down or, you know, whenever I'm in a slump. Right. Now, what are your future plans? Like, do you have anything coming up that's big? Like, well, I know with everything, we've all kind of pivoted, but yeah, (laughs) no, I mean, I'm not really sure what's next. I mean, Chris doesn't want to have another baby. So he's allowing me to get my own pet pig, which I've always wanted. Oh my gosh. Are you getting a mini one? I, I, I want to try and get a mini one. Yes. (laughs) I would dress it up. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But it has to be a boy because ever since I was 18, I wanted a boy pig and I already named him Irwin. So it's a boy. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see pictures of this. So hopefully a pig is in my future. Um, and if I'm being like, you know, shooting for the stars, I would love to write another book or have someone help me write some kind of children's book to, you know, teach kids about spinal cord injuries. And I do when school all goes back, um, you know, my daughter just started kindergarten and within her preschool classes, I came to speak and answer questions. And so I was hoping to do that for kindergarten this year. So I'm going to, you know, speak to school. My husband's school a teacher and, you know, I just do that kind of stuff. And yeah, just really focusing on being a mom and, and Kaylee. Oh, you are just something. It's amazing. Like I just, I'm so beside myself even talking to you because it's just, I have never, you know, you see so many people that have situations happen and they go into a complete depression or pity party or turn to drugs yeah. and alcohol and, you know, it's heartbreaking. And then there's stories like yours that are just like, oh, my gosh, you did not even let it put a speed bump in your life. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But it didn't win. You won. Yeah. Well, yep. That was the goal for sure. <laughs> okay. So I do something fun at the end of each podcast. So uh-huh. before we tell everyone where to find you, if you were trapped in an elevator with someone that looked very, very sad, they were crying, they were just down on their luck, and you had 10 seconds to say something to them, what would you say? 
Oh, man, it would probably be a really inappropriate joke. Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> All right. It's going to make people uncomfortable because it's a quad joke. I told you I have quad jokes. <laughs> I'm down. Let's go. Are you sure? Okay. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> what do you call a quadriplegic in the water? What? Bob. Oh, my, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm allowed to say that, though, because I'm a quadriplegic, so. You're like, don't go saying that, everyone else. Oh, my gosh, that is, that is so good. I love it. Yeah. Um, growth never comes from comfort zones, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so where can we all find you? Because I know everyone's going to want to follow you after this. Well, thank you. So I'm on Instagram, and it's at Rachel's Wheels. And it's R-A-C-H-E-L-L-E-S underscore wheels. And also I have a pretty big Facebook page and it's facebook.com slash Rachel and Chris. And so that's it. And you can find my book on Amazon and I believe Barnes and Noble still has it, but it's out there. Oh, so if you just let's do the name of your book one more time. Yeah, it's called The Promise. And so as long as you put my name with the book, you know, The Promise, it'll pop up. Excellent. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Today we are talking with Rachel of Rachel.Wheels on Instagram. I am sure a lot of you have heard of her. She has been seen in People, TLC, and the Today Show, and she is just a walking miracle. Her story just touched my heart from the second that I heard it. And the way that this woman has persevered and used something that could have been so detrimental to her life to help others and inspire others and just rise up, it is miraculous and it's a story worth telling. So without further ado, let's welcome Rachel. So good. I hope you love today's episode. Rachel is so hilarious and (laughs) that joke killed me. I wish I could repeat it, but I don't think I would be allowed to. But she is just amazing and I am so thankful that she agreed to come on the show and I hope she inspired one of you to just know the power of perseverance and the power of just being in service instead of feeling sorry for yourself and knowing that everyone has a story and a walk of life and we just make the best of it and make it a miracle because each one of us is a walking miracle. I hope each one of you walk through this week and just make it great. Until next time, 